following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our wonderful show. I think we're going on 11 or 12 years or something like that. I know Jason and Mike have done like, what, 10 bazillion shows and how they've accomplished that in a, essentially the same time I have. I still don't understand that math, but you know. <laughs> so today's show is going to be about uh, some business building tips. I got... Uh, a little incentive to do this because I talk about this frequently with my clients and this week just seems to be uh, a topic that was covered multiple times. And so I thought I would throw some things out that we talk about in our meetings that might be of use to you. And those those of you who are either one in business or two are considering starting a business, I think these will be uh, valuable. Uh, they may be profound if you actually use them. That's kind of the way it always is, isn't it? Uh, and so let's begin with the enormous importance and value of building a database. Uh, I, I think this is another one of those things that everyone knows, but very few people actually do, or at least don't do it and exploit the value of. And so I, I want you to think about this. Um, if if from the time you were young, you created and maintained a contact database, uh, that is the information of the people that you met, the name, phone number, you know, address, email address, what have you, and then maintained that co- contact information on everyone uh, until you reached adulthood. I mean, would you disagree that it would probably be a fairly large list and if you actually maintain contact in some form that you were reaching out on a, a semi-consistent uh, basis and touch them, let them know what was going on in your life maybe, and uh, maybe even uh, had some degree of correspondence back from them, just imagine the value of that um, in your business life when you uh you know got involved in any business or any even sales endeavor uh if you could reach out and touch that many people then you continued to maintain that database wherein every single person that you met you you continued to do it now there's something in that actually uh because when when it comes to uh creating and maintaining the first thing you have to recognize is that you may accumulate a lot of business cards and you may shake hands with a lot of people, those of you who still shake hands. <laughs> uh, but the the actual keying in of that information, I mean, I, I can tell you that 
uh, for me personally, I have a, a small business card scanner, and one of the most valuable components of that scanner is that it's not a onesie, twosie, one-at-a-time thing. I can stick 50 of them in there, and it reads all the information, not always perfectly, but reasonably well. And then it puts them in a common delimited, delimited form and immediately puts them into my database. Let's be honest. If I had to type those things in or even hire somebody else, which, which it would be a good idea, chances are it would never happen. And that's the deal. So you have to understand that so many things, as I say regularly, simple concept, but not necessarily easy or something that you do. And you all know, all of you know, that this would be a good idea. I mean, if you argue with me, you're just acting in futility here because the reality is it's, it would be a good idea. Teach your young kids to do this. But then actually the act of accomplishing it is really more important than the thought, isn't it? How will you actually make that happen? So... Creating that contact database is an incredibly valuable thing. And I can tell you that throughout my entire career, I didn't do it. And I can hearken back to years ago, I was on a radio show uh, with a guy named Georgie Jorgensen. And it was on, uh, I think the radio station was The Patriot. And I remember... Uh, Georgie saying to me, hey, did you mail your database? Now, this was, I don't know when. I guess it probably would have been in the 90s. Um, And so the Internet was relatively new. And the significance of that, when I bring that up, is that remember, for those of you who are old enough, when it was relatively new, everybody was just giddy about the fact that they would actually get an email from somebody. And everybody and every other person had an AOL email, you know. So it was it was effective is the point it would have been and so he would say to me uh when i would show up at the studio to record he'd say did you email your database to let you know let all your clients know that you were you were going to be on today and i'd say oh yeah yeah no i didn't no i didn't and then after it was over like clockwork he would say now listen Go ahead and email your database again for those of the, of them that didn't listen to it online so they can catch it on the, on the podcast. Oh yeah, I'll do that. And I, yeah, I didn't do that either. <laughs> so the reality is I didn't take advantage of the median, medium rather, even though I was paying a considerable amount of money to be on that show. And it was a smaller show and it has a smaller reach, but nevertheless, uh, I didn't take advantage of it. Now, so for for those of you who are listening to this, how many of you do things, uh, whether it be, you know, public gatherings, seminars, go on somebody else's podcast or whatever, and you don't even email your database or even have, here's the most important point, the capacity or the ease to do so. You might even have a database, but it's just like putting business cards in. You don't necessarily know all the exact steps to actually access it. So, I mean, there's there's so much to this because that database, in terms of marketing dollars, is by far the most effective thing you could ever do. You know, if some of you remember, I've got a great sponsor on the show now who is uh, who is in the gutter business. And his name is William. And you'll hear his commercial come on here today. 
And I remember him coming in and saying to me, uh, hey, I think I might be interested in being a sponsor on your radio show when he was putting up my beautiful copper gutters, by the way. And I said, wow, okay, that's interesting. And so later on in the day, I walked outside, and he's got no sign on his truck. He doesn't put a sign out in my yard, even though there's multitudes of people walking by my house oogling these copper gutters, which is a tremendous uh, sales opportunity or marketing opportunity for him, and he doesn't even take care of the basics. Now, it's not that, that William's not an intelligent guy. He's busy, and he's utterly engaged in the work of the business, but puts very little thought into how to expand and grow and market his business. How many of you fall into that same category? How many of you, if you started your own little business, would fall into that same category, wherein you would think, and put a much higher priority on the quality and the value of the work than you ever would on the marketing. And here's what I'm to say about that. That's a mistake. That is an absolute mistake. Too many folks have this notion that if I put my shingle up, they will come. And if I do a good job, then everybody's going to literally stop what they're doing and tell everybody they know about the incredible experience that they had with me, and I'll have so much business, I won't know what to do with it. You are deluding yourself if you think that's true. That is absolutely not true. You might be the best at somebody, at something, but if you can't get anybody to pay you for it, who cares? So the marketing is actually more important than the work. And it isn't to say that the work is unimportant or the value and the quality of it in any way is unimportant. But you need to say what comes first. And what comes first is the conduit that brings people to you. That is the most important thing. When you write a business plan, we're going to talk more about that here in this show. When you write a business plan, the first and most important thing is how are you going to get more people coming to you than you can handle? That is your goal. That is your goal. And for anybody who says, I'm so busy, I don't have time to market, you already know, listen to this one, you're talking to an ignorant person who really doesn't understand business. The fact that they have lots of business and the fact that they have a business, I know you're saying, no, 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 they're doing just fine, uh, or I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. You have to realize that the time to market is when you're so busy that you can't imagine that you can take on any more people because when you don't have the multitudes of people coming at you because of for, for whatever reason, something that happened in the economy, what have you, then you start to think about marketing and now your, your sales numbers are down for two or three months. You get the thing running and by the time you actually get that machine going, which by the way, now do you have the money after having gone a month or two without good sales and now you have to get that machine rolling it takes you six months to get it rolling and by the time that you do you're dying you might not even survive that burn rate over that period of time so you're always marketing whether you think you need people or not and in a lot of the businesses that that I'm dealing with right now I've got uh, a, a few businesses that are in the exterior business I heard uh, uh, the folks on the show prior to me talking about that who are in that business who do multiple millions of dollars in sales uh listen they cannot they, this is not the time for them to stop hiring 
or marketing because the reality is we had horrible storms. They were utterly uh, uh, huge, you know, just huge. And so the challenge is that they don't have the reach to take advantage of what's happened. And so while they're so busy, they're the, they're the proverbial one-armed paper hanger. But in fact, they need more people to be able to cover more, more, more ground. And so even though they're so busy that they can't handle what they have, they are very vigorously in the process of trying to find more salespeople, more practitioners and technicians, and building that business and marketing to the public who has been affected by these storms. So remember that. It is the marketing, what I call the conduit, that is at the front end of every business plan because how I'm going to get people in, and even more importantly, how am I going to grow in an efficient and predictable way? Many businesses, like I've just described, maybe I'm wrong, and they do grow really, really quickly because they've got a great marketing uh, presence. Well, here's what's interesting. There are potentially more businesses that go out of business because they have more business than they can handle than there are businesses who go out of business who don't have enough business. That's shocking, isn't it? And what happens is, if you do have a bit of a groundswell, maybe you do have organic growth. Maybe you are one of the rare and unique businesses that is able to accomplish that. And by the way, don't count on it. But if you are, remember something. You might work for years developing brand recognition and value, your reputation, But all of a sudden, you take on more business than you can handle, and you do not have a blow-off valve. You do not have a system to say, I'm going to shuck these folks over here. I'm going to find a way to justifiably not take on these people, and I'm going to take on these people instead. And obviously, the way you would vet that would be the ones that are the most profitable in the areas of business where you make the most money for time spent. That's the leverage concept I talk about a lot. What happens is these people don't know how to do everything that they possibly can, so they take everything on. And in the process, they absolutely destroy their reputation because they can't do the business well. So a delivery system, as I describe it, is the ability to say, if I put this many dollars or this much time and resources into the front end marketing, it will yield this much. That is what's most important. And so we need to be conscious of how we're going to go about tracking those numbers. So if I put time in, because time's a resource, and maybe time in means that I'm going to call on people who are natural referral sources. And natural referral sources are typically the people who your client, think about this, either goes to before they come to see you or to after they come to see you. Those are typically your natural referral sources. So when you think about that, Could you, let's say you don't have a lot of money, you're just starting out, you're bootstrapping, you don't have money for marketing, you don't have the money to be able to throw it at, you know, Facebook or, or, or online ads that cost a bloody fortune and you can go broke trying to figure out what's effective and what's not. So you don't have that. So what do you, what could you do instead? Well, you could dedicate a specific amount of time each week where you would go and call on people who are natural referral sources. And that might just be briefly walking into their front door 
if they're if they're not busy walking in, waving at them, shaking their hand, dropping off some coffee and donuts and business cards or whatever, something to create a presence. And so whenever they need somebody who does what you do, you're at top of mind. And then inevitably, after doing that a few times, maybe they say, hey, maybe we should get together and have to have a cup of coffee or sit down for lunch. And you can tell me a little bit more about your business and I can tell you a little bit more about mine. And you develop those things. Now, if you put in X number of time, here's what's interesting. You will figure out, out of the number of people that you touch, not everybody's going to be enamored with you and your business and send you business, but there will be a percentage of people who are, and ironically, you will come to a conclusion that 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 is somewhat predictable. So if you call on 10 people and you do that consistently for three, four, five, six times, something starts to happen that is reasonably predictable and translates into business for you. That resource for you is the beginning of your delivery system. Now, you may spend this much time meeting with these people on a consistent weekly basis. And as a result of the time that you're putting in, they send you this number of referrals. Now, we could go into a lot about how to give a proper referral. And I may actually do that as I'm thinking about it on the other side of the break because it is really so important. But let's say that of those people who are referred to you, you then track that and you know that of the people who are referred to you, X number of people will actually talk to you and take your call. Of those people who take your call, you're able to schedule appointments with this percentage of people. See, this is the, this is the, the formula. And of those people that you schedule appointments with, either in your office or you go to see them, now this many of those people will actually keep those appointments. Of those that keep the appointments, how many of those will you sell as a percentage or conversion rate? And of those people that you sell, what will be the end money that you'll make on those people? That is a delivery system. And, you know, I know I'm explaining this, and most of you are going, yeah, yeah, I already know that. But I'm going to tell you what. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you keeping track of it? You know that adage that I talk with uh, Alicia Webb from Village Bank, know your numbers, know your numbers. I mean in every element of your business, know your numbers. Because here's what this tells you. Whether you're doing that through the form of shaking hands and pressing the flesh, or whether you're doing that by utilizing your database or a purchased database or a, a, a purchased list, or whether you're doing that in some other form, online marketing, you want to develop those numbers. And the reason, because if you know you put this much in the front end resource, it's going to yield this amount on the other end. And the importance of that is that you can put more in knowing some somewhat reasonably what to expect on the other side, and then you can build infrastructure to support that as you grow, and you won't grow yourself right out of business. This is a basic thing that every small business owner should know. Many of them kind of do, and rarely do any of them actually do it and take advantage of it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back talking about how to grow your business, some good business building tips. We'll be right back. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. 
Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, one thing I did want to circle back on. Circle back, circle back. So, that comes from somewhere, doesn't it? Uh, something I want to come back to is that the value that of that database is to ongoingly touch these people. And I did bring up top of mind. And so, you do have to figure out how to ongoingly touch these people. And that is every time that there's uh, an event, an occasion, uh, or just, and, and those events and occasions can be your events, your occasions, or they can be theirs. Remember that. So and that means things like anniversaries, birthdays, and, you know, holidays and things of that nature. Um, and they can be for events that you have put on, and it can be a weekly, bi-monthly, monthly blog, all of these things are, are touch points, uh, positive information, good, timely, updated, uh, interesting content that somebody is, it, it might be interested in. But at the end of the day, most important thing is that your, your mug is on that email or that piece of correspondence here. That is your photograph. Sorry for being so crass. Um, and that they're continually seeing you. Now, there is a finesse involved in that in so much as not enough is not enough and too much is too much. And so you really have to find that fine line because you want to touch people enough to keep you and your product and your service uh, in front of them, but not so many times that they have to be removed from your list. So there, there's the finesse involved in that. Um, and I, and I have had clients who have had folks who were who they thought were good clients, and those good clients had been touched uh, a few too many times and had asked to be removed from their list. And because my my client, the business owner, thought so much of these people after they had asked to be removed from the list, they literally picked up the phone and called them and apologized and asked if they minimized it uh, or or slowed it down a bit if they could if they could if they would be willing to stay on the list because it was they felt they were so important as a possible sphere of influence to their business. So I mean it really is enormously valuable to be able to touch those people ongoingly. Now, back to the point about the referral thing. Now, I I in a in a previous 
uh, show. Uh, in fact, you can access it by going to the podcast, uh, Media One, uh, Spotify, and or ours right here on at Hubbard Broadcasting. You can listen to this podcast, which I think the, the name of it is The Speed of Trust. And what that relates to is properly giving a a referral because it just intensifies and and creates greater value with the referrals that you give and that those that you receive. And so when you think about that, um, I have done something for years. Uh, I think it is just maybe one of the most uh, beneficial things that I that I've done. And fortunately, I was. Uh, I was lucky to to find it or to execute it or what have you. But it is that when I give a referral, it is, as I say regularly, it's not simply flipping you a name and a business card, which sometimes is looked upon no more valuably as if they had picked it up on the floor of the coffee shop. Uh, The other challenge is that the reason you want to get to know people in, in that pressing the flesh concept is that my fear, or at least my vision, is that when somebody is referring one of their clients to me, if they don't know me, they're they're telling their client uh, about me, or maybe not much because they don't know much. They're handing the business card, and simultaneously while they're handing that client my business card, they're already backing away saying, now I don't really know this person, so if it doesn't work out, I don't want any blowback on me. Well, what a pathetic referral that is. That is virtually useless. And the irony is that in today's world, that's more often than not the way that it happens. And that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody who who believes that you and you believe they are solid, solid practitioners who stand up and do what they say they're going to do the way they say they're going to do it. And, and, and it is a point that to be a superstar in business, frankly, all you need to do is just do what you say you were going to do because so few people actually follow up and follow through in that regard. So if you're dealing with a solid business person that you can refer and they you, then the referral should should likewise be done in that similar way. So when I refer you to someone, uh, the the first thing is that generally speaking, and it is a point of interest, I get paid um, for for time. So I'm not like many other folks who are in business who are being paid based on performance. You do something and you make a commission, and I understand that. No, no, you're paying me, and I get paid uh, several hundred dollars an hour, and and it doesn't matter what you talk to me about. I'm getting paid regardless. Now, some of you think that's terrible, and I'll just tell you. It's it's an unbiased, better way to go, but I'm a little biased myself about that. Nevertheless, when I give you a referral, it's because you have taken the time, I have taken the time to figure out what it is that you actually need. It's a lot of practitioners in a business, just like as an example, an attorney, but they practice in certain areas. And the one that you need for your particular circumstance isn't just anybody who happens to be an attorney or even be in that line of business. So when I when I give you a referral, I don't simply give you a business card. I have taken the time to get to know these people well. I know many other people who are in the same business. And then I go through with a one-pager where I describe all about this person, personal information that lets you know very clearly that I'm not bluffing. I really do know this person very well. And that I can, uh, maybe in your mind, 
hold this person or hold their feet to the fire when and if they do not perform. And it gives you confidence in that referral. And it just completely changes your conversion numbers. So how do you accomplish that? Well, the way you accomplish that is by starting out meeting these people in this way, getting to know them so well that you really do feel that level of confidence. And then you don't wait for them to do this for you. You do this for them. And when you do it properly, I'm just going to tell you, it elevates your own credibility because of those that you associate with. You associate with high-level people who are responsible, and here's the word again, solid. And by giving that strong referral and reference to that person, it in effect elevates your own credibility. It is powerful. And so when you do that, you are naturally, I think, soliciting them to do the same thing for you. Now, you would love to think that if you initiate that, you do that for them. And after a few times of receiving these very powerful referrals and and, you know, I'm, I, I, I know I talk about myself too much. Evan always tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I give referrals, I, I get this from some of my folks. When Todd gives you a referral, it's so good. You all the only thing you can do is screw it up. And that is something that I that I I I I it, it means so much to me to hear something like that, because it really is that. So you might say, back to the point, that if you give someone, if you initiate, if you give someone else a referral like that, and and it is so valuable to them, you would assume that they'd reciprocate. Well, let me tell you what, you're going to be wrong. You know, out of a hundred people, you're going to be lucky if two actually reciprocate and do it. So here's what I am saying. Once you do that, you might have to write your own little one pager that describes and expands upon what you do and forward that to them so that whenever they're meeting with a client or speaking with somebody that they know and they want to offer a referral, rather than simply giving them a business card, which I've already said I don't have great faith in anyway, I will, I, you will now use this little one pager that I've written about myself, maybe write it somewhat in, in a way that might could possibly have been from them. Uh, and now they have, you made it easy for them, an ability to give you the same type of referral that you're offering. And that will enhance any type of referral that you ever receive. So sorry to digress back on that, but I think it is really a valuable point. Uh, I'd like to take another break here. Uh, we're going to come back and talk more about business building tips. If you haven't considered starting your own business, uh, maybe you should. If you are considering your business and you're not sure what area to go in or what you would do or where you'd even start, or even if you're already in a business, I think you're going to find the next segment very interesting. We'll be right back. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Voss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. 
Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, this is Cover Your Assets. I think this is an apt concept uh, topic for our show. Uh, Business building tips, some important points that you want to think about if you want to build a business, build your business, start a business, whatever it happens to be. Uh, And so this is a very important point. Um, 
and it's it's going to be lost on the majority of you. And no matter what I say, you're going to think other than that. But I'm telling you that it's true. And for those who are already in business, they will agree with me, or most of them will, I expect. Uh, other than the contrarians who are going to disagree no matter what it is. Um, <clears throat> the reality is that being good at the work of the business, you know, so whatever it is the product or service is that the business performs, being good at that as a practitioner when considering what type of business to start, if you are good at something and you think the natural evolution is that, well, you ought to own your own business that, that practices in that area. I'm going to tell you that being good at the work of the job or producing the product is a detriment to the growth of the business. Now, I want you to just let that resonate and think about that because I am just utterly going in the opposite direction of what most people will tell you. Do what you're passionate about. Do what you think you're good at. What are your skill set? Blah, blah, blah. I don't believe any of that. I believe your real goal in starting a business is to be an entrepreneur, a business-minded person who just happens to be in this business, in this product or service line. Because the reality is <clears throat> that you want to run and grow a business, work on your business, not in your business. I know you've all heard that many times before. But see, the problem is when you start off from the very beginning and you're good at the work, whatever it happens to be, I don't, I don't know, I don't care if it's one of the trades, I don't care if it's, a, if it's IT, I don't care what it is. Uh, you see yourself in that light and much of your self-esteem is built around your value in doing that work. And that is a detriment to the growth of the business. So in other words, if you're a mechanic and you start your own mechanics garage, that is not necessarily helpful to growing that type of a business. And in fact, it can be a detriment to the growth of that business because you're always focused on the work and you're not focusing on growing and building the business. And very often, the metrics, the financials are utterly lost on you because that's not your area. You need to learn that business is about growth and expansion. Uh, always remember that no business is is going uh, straight forward, meaning it's staying the same. It's either going up or it's going down, which means that just to maintain, frankly, you have to continually be going up to deal with the attrition that you're losing out of the back door. So you're always in a growth stage in business, and it's not about it's not about doing the work. Now I said earlier doesn't make the work unimportant. <laughs> and the reality is, if I start a business and I don't know much about it, let me just guarantee you that if I put my money and my time and my blood into this business, I'm going to learn the importance and the finer points of the product or service, and I'm going to learn it pronto. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. That is going to happen. So I don't need to, you don't need to, be that concerned with what it is you're good at or what it is you necessarily understand. Now, I know I say that, and I know most of you are going to disregard that if you do start a business or if you have started a business. You've already done it. I know that. But, you know, when you think about what it is that you should do, always think in these terms. What do people want and need and, most importantly, are willing to and even capable of paying for? You know, I want a lot. I, I I want a lot of things, but I may not be able to to afford them. So it becomes kind of a moot point, right? So, what are the products and services that that people want or need 
and are willing to pay for. And there's so many out there and there's, you know, there's such a, there, there's so many varying concepts. Um, an example is uh, Starbucks coffee. Look, Starbucks coffee is not cheap, and I know you've all heard this over and over again, but it's really an interesting product in its position, isn't it? Because people just dig the idea that they can walk around with that Starbucks coffee cup and feel like they're important. It's like a yuppie thing, you know, to have this Starbucks coffee cup. And the people who are doing it, most of them, frankly, can't afford to do it. But here's the thing. It's an expensive cup of coffee, but it's still not so expensive that average people can't splurge and do it. Now, they spend way too much money doing it, but that's kind of the concept. They feel like they have an elevated status because they can do it. And that allows a company like Starbucks Coffee to have tremendous margins on a cup of coffee, and they get people to do it. Now, they don't necessarily need it, but they want it, and they are willing to pay for it. you got to think about these things when you consider what it is, what's the type of business you're going to start, what do people want or need, and most importantly, what are they willing to pay for and what are they capable of paying for. These are very important points, and they should be more dictative of what it is you get involved in in terms of a business than what you're necessarily good at or understand. So that's an important point, I think. Um, Now, if you are a business person, an entrepreneur, who just happens to be uh, in a business, and I really love that notion. Remember that your goal is to expand, expand, expand. Now, I mean, for a lot of you who may be listening to this, you're, you're employees. And look, if you're an employee, you're in the 90 percentile range. <laughs> so I already know what a unicorn a person is when they are, when they have aspirations to be in business for themselves. But I'm going to tell you that everybody, every single person, don't care if you're an attorney, don't care if you're a doctor, don't care what it is you do, you should have started a side hustle, as my good good friend and client says. And that means it's something that you're going to do on the side that's going to make you more money, and presumably that money is not going to be spent to take a vacation or buy a bigger another boat. That money is going to be used to create more money with, because remember, income will never never be wealth. Income will never be wealth. And I say this continuously, and I know when I look at people and I say it, they have no idea what I'm talking about because to them, income is wealth. Everybody they know believes that. And I'm going to say this about success, financial success. The bar is so pathetically low that it takes very little for average people or even above average people who make two, $300,000 a year. They don't understand that either because in their world, if you make a few hundred thousand dollars a year and you're, or you make, screw that, you make more money than me, then you've got it going on. So whatever it is that I make, if you make one buck more than me, then you're rich. Okay. That's not rich. Rich is all the assets that I own minus all of the liabilities that I owe. And whatever is left, that is my standing in the world. The income that you earn is only valuable and can only become an asset to the extent that I take in this income. I have my withholdings or my after-tax dollars. And then I don't spend it all on the cost of my lifestyle. And the difference that I don't spend, I put into income-producing investments where the money takes on a life of its own and begins to grow. Remember, once something is in the asset column, it remains in the asset column. It doesn't go to support and subsidize a lifestyle that is ever growing. 
And so, look, for most of you, that is your desire in life. I've had people stand up in my meetings and say, screw you, the things you're telling me not to want. Yeah, that's exactly what I do want. I'm aware of that. But, you know, if you want to ask me, what is the key to becoming successful and wealthy? Yeah, there's going to be some people out there who are going to be like, you know, uh, Bill Gates or, or you know, whoever, um, Steve Jobs, who are going to make so much money they can have the life that they dream of and still have plenty of money to create wealth and invest. But those people are rare. And here's the other thing you should know about that. In the process and during the time of building that business, they don't have a life. You don't even need to talk to them about a budget because they are living and breathing at work all day, every day. And they never even consider the fact that they, that it takes hard work because they could care less. All they care about is what are we accomplishing? See, it's not about all the work that you do over the course of a day. It's what you accomplished at the end of the day. That's the important thing. So it's ironic that people who are entrepreneurial and they're thinking and want to grow a business and they have that business builder, business owner mindset, you don't really have to talk to them about being thrifty because they they don't spend money on anything other than eating. And half the time they don't even eat. They don't sleep. They All they do is work. And they do that for 10 solid years. So, you know, look... If you start a small business and you don't spend money to to enhance your lifestyle as you go, if you don't do that, and, and look, for most people, that is the single most challenging thing that they're ever going to do because when they make more money, they are so desirous of more lifestyle because they're frankly pissed off at the world that they don't get to have the things that they see on TV. So when they make more money, they just want to enhance their lifestyle, and it's an insatiable thing that goes on and on and on. So no matter how much money they make, they want more. Well, that means they're never going to have the money to reinvest in the business, and they're going to be more focused on lifestyle than they are in building the business, and that's why they're never going to grow as a small small business. In any event, if you want to grow asset value and you're going to have what I call the side hustle, the whole idea is that that money is not there to enhance and grow your lifestyle and do other things that you can't afford to do now with your full-time income. Those dollars are to put be put exclusively back into investments. That's the single most important thing you, you do. You want to know you want to know the secret to wealth? I just gave it to you right there. No, no, Todd. Tell me what I mean, that's too simple. What's the real secret? No, no. That's the real secret. That is it. And for many people, they understand it, but they could never live it because they really do that have, have that insatiable desire for more lifestyle. It's as simple as it could ever be. So if I'm going to get into a business, what's it going to be? And that business that I'm in, uh, how will I m- make money in terms of margins? And how will I protect those margins? Now, here again, here's something else that may not even occur to you if you're in business. So if there is a a business that you're going to start and that business is a service business or a product business, you're probably thinking about the things that you can produce or the things that you can do. And more than likely, especially if you're already in business, there may be four, five, ten different things that you do. So the question becomes immediately of those things, what is the most profitable what is the second most profitable, so on and so forth. And you are you are writing down and prioritizing for the time spent and the money invested, what makes the most money for time and money spent. That's very, very important. And once you figure that out, then you can start to focus on the high leverage activities and start walking away or increasing your pricing on the things that are not the money makers in so much as if anybody's going to pay you to do it, you're going to make the margins. And if the margin that you're charging and the cost 
makes it something that people are going to be doing less of or calling, at least calling you to do less of, that's perfect because now you're focusing on the high leverage activities exclusively. We're going to take another break and we will be right back talking about business tips on how you can build your side hustle or your current business. We'll be right back. Talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So I hope you're enjoying um, what I'm talking about. 
<clears throat> so talked about uh, income not being well. So let me expand on that just a little bit. Um, you're looking to create uh, more than simply an income. And this is hard to understand because the world, the educational system, and very likely everybody that you know, your friends, your family, that's all they think about is income. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but, you know, the bar is low um, because the number of people who will actually create any form of real wealth is so small that there's not a lot of people that you can talk to about this. And frankly, for those that are, they don't necessarily want to teach everybody and create more competition for themselves. And I'm not really, I'm not exaggerating about that. Now, maybe when you get to be my age, you're a little older, maybe you, then you want to become a sage and help people. But, you know, there's this thing called competition and, and uh, not everybody thinks this way. So when you think about <clears throat> building a business, um, I want you to, Go beyond simply getting paid for the work. And if you if you have a desire to be more than simply a practitioner doing the work. And so for a lot of you, that's all you're conditioned to do. You know, you went to college, and you, you, you got a degree in engineering and you're going to be an engineer. And that's that's your sense of the world. And, and in your mind, you're going to do that for the rest of your life. So that's the practitioner mentality. That's that's what you're trained to believe. I reject that. And this show is about about somewhat rejecting that. And so when I look at creating a business, I want my client to say, okay, yeah, I'm aware that you're going to need an income or you may want an income. And and look, some people may already be financially independent. And when they start their next business, they don't need an income at all. And that gives them a decided advantage on others, obviously. But if you do, if you do derive an income from the work that you do in the business, whether you're working in or on the business, well, then there's that income. Now, that's the type of thing that everyone understands. They go to work and they get paid. So you've got that. But then in addition to that, you are building an asset or you should be building an asset that can be sold in the future and will have its own intrinsic value, not unlike a commercial building does. So my business can be sold in five years for a million dollars or $10 million or $100 million. That is in addition to the income that I have enjoyed throughout the time of building it. Well, that's something that, you know, most of you who are practitioners and conditioned to think to be an employee, you've never even considered that. And as, and as I say, it, it's probably so far out of your wheelhouse, you've already thrown it off to the side because it doesn't relate to you. So you have to understand that I'm building an asset in addition to simply the income that I create. So that is very, very important. Well, if I'm going to do that, then I have to be conscious of how a business is valued. Now, there's more. I, I, I can take it one step farther and say that now, in addition to that, if the business requires a space to occupy, why would I want to lease a space when I could buy a space? And now with those otherwise rent dollars, I could use those, the business could use those to buy me a commercial building, another asset on top of the earned income, on top of the business itself as an intrinsic asset. I'm now building three or four different incomes or three or four different assets simultaneously with what other people are simply limited to in earned income. And most of the people who are out there, ignorant as it sounds, don't even get this. And even if you explain it to them, they still don't get it because their world has been so influenced by everything, by doing the other thing that they can't really fully appreciate what I'm saying. So 
<clears throat> I want to build an, an asset. What I'm really doing is I'm kind of looking to, I mean, I, I guess, uh, to, to create something, uh, uh, maybe conceptualize a business in a box. Maybe that's how, how we should look at it. I'm building something. Imagine an eight cylinder engine where all the, all the cylinders are firing in harmony with one another and it just goes and it just goes. And so I create this prototype. And once I do, anybody can do it. And even more importantly, you can do it over and over again. That's the secret to wealth. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN.